0: The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Soane, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Chapter 2. Safe and Decent Homes We believe all tenants should have access to a good quality and safe home. No one should pay rent to live in a substandard or even dangerous property. Standards in the private rented sector should go beyond safety, an expectation that already exists in the social rented sector. Landlords should have a clear benchmark for standards in the properties that they let. We have passed regulations in 2015 requiring private landlords to provide smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in all relevant properties. Introduced legislation requiring properties to be fit for human habitation. The Homes Fitness for Human Habitation Act 2018 states that landlords must not let out homes with serious hazards that mean the dwelling is not suitable for occupation in that condition. Required privately rented properties meet a minimum energy efficiency standard of EPCE since 2020 to make it easier for renters to keep their homes warm while supporting wider aims to make housing more energy efficient introduced regulations in 2020 to require landlords to carry out electrical safety checks every five years. We will deliver on our levelling up housing mission to half the number of non-decent rented homes by 2030 and require privately rented homes to meet the decent homes standard for the first time. Accelerate quality improvements in the areas that need it most. Everyone deserves to live in safe and decent homes. Most landlords and agents treat their tenants fairly and provide good quality and safe homes. However, this is not a universal practice, and too many of the 4.4 million households that rent privately live in poor conditions, paying a large proportion of their income to do so. Poor quality housing undermines renters' health and well being affects educational attainment and productivity and reduces pride in local areas. Lower quality homes with poorer or no insulation can increase energy bills, adding to the pressures that low income renters face. Despite significant improvements over the last decade, over a fifth of private rented homes, 21% are non-decent and 12% have serious Category 1 hazards, which pose an imminent risk to renters' health and safety. A greater proportion of non-decent homes are in Yorkshire and the Humber, the West Midlands and the North West. Poor housing conditions are putting an unnecessary burden on health spending. It costs the NHS £340 million per year to treat private renters who are affected by non-decent housing. It is also not acceptable for good landlords to be undercut by those offering poor quality homes. We are committed to stamping out poor practice and making the PRS fit for purpose. The Decent Homes Standard in the Private Rented Sector The Decent Homes Standard is a regulatory standard in the social rented sector but there is no requirement for PRS properties to meet any standard of decency. It isn't right that social renters can expect a higher quality home than a private renter. It is important that there are set standards across the private rented sector. I think this will be beneficial to both landlords and tenants. We will legislate to introduce a legally binding Decent Homes Standard, DHS, in the private rented sector for the first time. This is a key plank of our ambitious mission to half the number of non-decent homes across all rented tenures by 2030, with the biggest improvements in the lowest performing areas. We will consult shortly on introducing the Decent Homes Standard into the private rented sector and deliver parity across the rented tenures. To be decent, we will require that a home must be free from the most serious health and safety hazards, such as fall risks, fire risks, carbon monoxide poisoning. It is unacceptable that hazardous conditions should be present in people's homes when they can be fixed with something as simple as providing a smoke detector or a handrail to a staircase. Landlords must make sure rented homes don't fall into disrepair, addressing problems before they deteriorate and require more expensive work. Kitchens and bathrooms should be adequate, located correctly, and where appropriate, not too old. And we will also require decent noise insulation. Renters must have clean, appropriate and usable facilities and landlords should update these facilities when they reach the end of their lives. We will also make sure that rented homes are warm and dry. It is not acceptable that some renters are living in homes that are too cold in winter, too hot in summer or damp and moldy. Putting a legislative duty on private landlords to meet the decent homes standard will raise standards and make sure that all landlords manage their properties effectively rather than waiting for a renter to complain or a local council to take enforcement action we will give local councils the tools to enforce the Decent Home Standard in the PRS so they can crack down on non-compliant landlords while protecting the reputation of responsible ones. As part of the pathway to applying the Decent Home Standard to the PRS, we will complete our review of the Housing Health and Safety Rating System, HHSRS, This system is used to assess the seriousness of hazardous conditions, one element of the Decent Homes Standard, including things like fire and falls, but also excess cold, which is common in the sector, and excess heat, which is a growing concern in light of the changing climate. The review is due to conclude in autumn 2022. We want to make it easier for landlords and tenants to understand the standards required, supporting increased compliance. The review will streamline the process that local councils take in inspecting properties to assess hazards. To meet our net zero target, we will have largely eliminated emissions from our housing stock by 2050. We will need to make significant progress towards that goal over the coming decade to meet our carbon budgets. In 2017, the government set out in the Clean Growth Strategy, CGS, its ambition for as many homes as possible to be upgraded to EPC band C by 2035. For the PRS, the CGS, committed to upgrade as many homes as possible to EPC band C by 2030, where practical, cost-effective, and affordable. Our collaborative work on the Minimum Energy Efficiency Standard, MEES, in the PRS, Private Rented Sector, with the Department for Business, Energy, and Industrial Strategy, BEIS, will mean warmer, more energy efficient homes, upgrading energy efficiency to band C produces average cost savings for energy bill payers of approximately 595 pounds per annum, upgrading from EPC band E, or 1,339 pounds per annum, upgrading from EPC F or G. We have also announced our intention to introduce new powers for local councils to manage their local supported housing market and take action against poor quality providers, helping ensure residents receive the support they should expect. These are ambitious reforms and we will take steps to streamline requirements on landlords we will consider how best to support good landlords including phased introductions of reforms where needed. In the longer term, we are interested in considering whether there is scope to introduce a system of regular, independent checks to make sure that tenants are confident in a property's condition from the outset. Exploring the costs and benefits of an independent regulator for the PRS and considering the case for further consolidation of existing legislation. There are issues that we are keen to research further and explore with stakeholders. Quality improvements in the areas that need it most. We will run pilot schemes with a selection of local councils to trial improvements to the enforcement of existing standards and explore ways of working with landlords to speed up adoption of the Decent Homes Standard. We have reinvigorated our engagement program with a wide range of local councils and we continue to expand our reach across England. We intend this to be an ongoing collaboration so that we better understand the challenges local councils face. We will use this ongoing engagement to provide enhanced guidance and identify exemplar enforcement approaches to create best practice information to share with all local councils. Case Study, Better Compliance and Raising Standards, a partnership with Blackpool. Blackpool has some of the worst housing conditions in the country. Many former bed and breakfast properties have been converted into privately rented homes with large numbers of poor quality houses in multiple occupation, HMOs. One in three properties in inner Blackpool are non-decent under current standards and there are high concentrations of people often vulnerable living in poor conditions. The NHS has estimated that hazards relating to poor housing carry a cost of $11 a year to local health budgets. 80% of private renters in inner Blackpool receive housing support meaning that many landlords are profiting from housing people in unacceptable conditions at the expense of the welfare budget. The government is working with Blackpool Council to strengthen enforcement. This will drive up compliance with existing health and safety requirements, penalizing or banning landlords who don't meet basic standards and gathering information on how rental properties in Blackpool measure up against reformed Decent Homes standard. With funding from DLUHC, the Council will recruit an expanded local enforcement team to tackle exploitation in the local private rented sector, and supported housing market, driving up housing quality and protecting the most vulnerable. At the same time, the council will run an information campaign to make sure that landlords understand their responsibilities and tenants know their rights. Alongside this enforcement drive, Homes England will join forces with Blackpool Council, using additional funding to explore regeneration opportunities to improve Blackpool's housing stock and quality of place. There will also be further support for residents in supported housing with funding to better standards of support and drive out unscrupulous providers. To increase quality and value for money in supported housing, we will invest a total of £20 million to fund local councils facing some of the most acute challenges as part of their three-year supported housing improvement programme. This program will provide councils with the capacity and capability they need to address local challenges. Alongside this, we will increase the consistency and impact of local efforts to drive up the quality of supported housing by publishing best practice based on the approaches that councils found most effective in driving up standards.